Hi, everyone. This is Too Young to Be Old podcast with me, your host, Diane Gilman. Each week, my guests and I will share insights, advice, and more than a few laughs to empower and inspire women over the age of 50 who really need to embrace the aging process. We want to encourage you to pursue your passions and dreams no matter what decade you're living. Too Young to Be Old podcast is intended to educate, empower, and foster connection with our community. Please note that this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or care. So with that said, let's settle in, get comfortable, and let's get started. Well, hi, everybody. This is Diane Gilman, formerly the Queen of Jeans, now the podcaster for Too Young to Be Old. And I'm going to ask you a question. If I discovered the fountain of youth and I offered you a drink from that fountain and you could be young again and feel good again and be active again, would you take that first sip? I know I would. And I actually did. We have a fascinating podcast today with Lene and Trip Goolsby, who run, I want to call it a clinic, but that's probably the wrong word, called Infinite Health. And it is all about age reversal and regenerative medicine. And I want to say, I lived it. I walked the walk and talked the talk. I took hormone replacement and growth hormone for many years. And you know what? it really did turn back the hands of time. Trip, Lene, or I should say Dr. Trip, <laughs> just give us a little insight into what regenerative medicine is. So regenerative medicine is, um, is the branch of medicine that is developing at this time to, to help repair damages caused uh, in our bodies from disease and aging. Basically, that's uh, and, basic. You know, I was saying to you before the program that I so miss taking HGH. But as you know, when you are diagnosed with cancer, you can't even take vitamins anymore. I mean, everything is off the table. So I had to stop my hormone replacement protocol. And I really felt the difference. But am I right? And I know I'm the biggest drama queen in history. But literally from the first time, I took human growth hormone, HGH. I felt if this was the clock of time, I felt it suddenly kind of grind to a halt and then start to go backward. I was so hit by menopause. My hair was falling out in clumps. It was dry. It was breaking. My skin was so dry that the most expensive creams on earth couldn't even make a dent in in just damage I saw constantly coming to the surface, I felt, and I had just started my television career when menopause hit at 47 years old, and I thought, I'm never going to become a TV star for teleretail at this rate. I mean, I look and feel exhausted. Hormone replacement took care of all of that. Am I right in thinking that I really did feel the hands of time, that time clock that is our life span, starting to reverse by taking identical hormone replacement for estrogen and again for 
human growth hormone, which to me was a real key to non-aging or turning back what you call age reversal. So yes, that's absolutely right. I think the the fundamentals of aging result from uh, from the effects that start happening kind of after the age of twenty five, um, and Whoa. and they they result from uh, the progressive progressive errors that are occurring and the deterior very subtle deterioration in all of our organs uh, after that age, so to speak. So what happens is that. Is that we develop, we develop inflammatory changes that, um, that result from a toxic environment that, that occur because of those subtle changes. So, uh, inflammation is the common denominator in, in all of this. And as we develop inflammation, what happens is it consumes a lot of our ATP, our energy molecules. And as we consume those energy molecules, for sure. The, what happens is that we don't have enough energy molecules for the good reactions to take place. So it's kind of a vicious circle that, uh, that goes around and around and we continue to make little errors, little errors and the toxicity of the environment that we're living in on the inside then basically becomes a little worse and worse and because becomes more and more prevalent. Um, we have a huge reserve. We have a huge reserve and that continually gets chipped away at. And then as, as you were feeling when you started your, your hormone replacement and, and the growth hormone, the HGH, what happened there is that the environment, you actually reduce the inflammatory and toxic environment by a certain degree. And so what happened is you recuperated some of that reserve and that is kind of the turning back of the clock. Um, chronologically, we can't do anything about it, but biologically, we can reverse that clock a certain amount. And then, Lene, you talk about self-care, and I agree completely that if you can take the protocol from your practice, Infinite Health, and you can get the agreement with the patient to eat correctly, exercise correctly, e even think correctly, because I think the power of intention is a lot of what we experience. We don't know what is our intention with old age. I mean, it should be super positive. Those are the precious years of your life, but nobody ever tells us hardly anything that's positive about aging. I'm about to be 78, and I feel so often that in my quest for really meaningful, what I call third act, I'm all alone in the universe. But what do you think, Lene, is the protocol, the correct way to marry together that hormone replacement, which is not only age reversal, but regenerative medicine with the intention to live a more active, healthy life. Yeah. Well, that mind-body component, that intentional living is one of our four pillars. It's probably the most underappreciated in the healthcare arena, yeah. but the most valuable component of what we offer. Um, because it does help that patient to start shifting the way they think to support what their goals are. And when somebody's working with us, our first step is to get them to shift their thought from what they don't want, right? Because it's what they don't want that brought them in the door. But we want them to start uh -huh. conceptualizing what it is they do want. And most people haven't taken the time to really get clear on that. So 
You know, when uh, I had to say, I had a little bit of a meltdown this weekend because I was a runner for 30 years and I gave myself arthritis in both my knees and it never showed up until I finally had to go get a knee gel shot. But the doctor said, you are going to be in physical therapy forever because between COVID and cancer and having no immune system, I was literally a prisoner in my house for about three and a half years. And we did all my TV shows and everybody else did from their home through Skype. And now I'm dealing with the the effects of not taking good advice. Mm. Like if you don't move it, you're going to lose it. And so for me, the intent, honestly, to come to your practice would be how do I get rid of the inflammation or at least get it into a recognizable form where I can deal with it within my body? So I would say at my age, which is close to 80, I'm looking for participatory solutions that are practical, like not being able to have full mobility is really messing up my agenda. What would you do for somebody like me? What would my solution be to, and I know I'm just throwing this question at you, but honestly, I really need an answer. What would be the answer from infinite health between the two of you? You know, the first thing that we would do is get all the information that we need to make the best possible choice. And so we have a very comprehensive lab panel we probably take yeah. four times more blood than the average physician. And oh, goody. Our, I know. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Our parameters, <laughs> our parameters for what we're wanting to see in those results are, are stricter than what other providers are looking for. So most providers are looking to see if you're normal, if you are normal in the bell curve of women your age, regardless of what their health history may be. We're not looking at that. We're looking at getting you individually back to where you were when you were in your prime of life. So that would be step one. Also in that step is getting you to do the first chapter of Think and Live Longer, which is going to help you start to shift that thought process to get you from where you are to where you want to go. So that's step one. Step two is once we have that data, um, then we put together a personalized program specifically for you tailored for you. It's not cookie cutter um, to get those results that you are saying that you are looking for. So it's it's all about you as an individual. And, and there's a little guidance because sometimes as we as we we accommodate ourselves to to our, our position, for example, maybe you're you're no longer running and or you're running, but you're running at a much slower pace. Those things you've accommodated to because you're trying to prevent yourself from having pain or some complication. And the, oh, yeah. And so the mind starts to adopt that as the norm. And so sometimes it, we give a little nudge to say, well, actually, you should be – you could be able to do this if you really conceptualize what your desire is. And, and that, You yeah. know, um, it's it, – it, uh, I was having this discussion with a physical therapist, and he said, why are you limping? And I said, because my brain – has grown to anticipate pain from leg movement. And even when I don't have that pain on a good day for five minutes, um, I still limp because that's that's the box I'm in that I don't see myself getting out of. And I do want to say to the audience, people, 
This is way beyond Botox. We have come in this society to so many shallow conclusions about aging. We're used to taking care of it all on the outside. But to me, honestly, human growth hormone was the fountain of youth. And I did find that when I got on that system, which for me was one shot a day, it was a little needle, like I think probably a diabetes needle, the results were just spectacular. My hair grew back and and I felt my skin, I could honestly almost see my skin regenerating itself. And, you know, I went into uh, an amazing career spiral upwards where I was, I honestly kept three suitcases packed and in my hallway at all times. And I would come home for maybe 20 hours after doing a whole grueling session of TV shows day and night, pick up another, drop that stuff off at the laundry and dry cleaner, pick up the second bag, be off to Europe, do a set of shows there, come back, pick up the third bag, go to Canada. And that went on for years. And so I had a huge respect for being able to use something. Now, was was what I was taking, is that called bioidentical hormone? And if it is, what does that mean? Well, yeah, that's a biologically... Uh, biologically identical hormone, um, the the HGH. It, it is, however, um, it is, however, outside the control parameters of the of our bodies. And so, uh, there are other ways to to get growth hormone, increased gro- growth hormone secretions, uh, using certain peptides and that that then don't escape that that uh, feedback control where it prevents excess from occurring in the body. And isn't that um, a, a hormone that, the, it, is it the hypothalamus? There's one little gland in your neck that produces HGH and it starts diminishing at about the age of 23 or 24. So, so that's the pituitary and it's actually kind of in the oh, middle, okay. middle of the brain. Uh, well, right the I base was close. It was inside the body. <laughs> <laughs> but it gave me also, I have to say, I got a full night's sleep while I was taking HGH. I had a sense of well-being. I had no nightmares. It sort of took care of, I guess, if you put and contextualize aging as a fear we all have, no one looks forward to it, then it took care of all of that sense of well-being too. It was just this incredible cocoon of feeling better, feeling more energetic. And I do want to ask, when you talk about your practice, Infinite Health, you talk about harnessing, quote, the laws of the universe to optimize health. What do you mean? Who's going to explain that one? You two are looking at one another. (laughs) Well, so go ahead, because you wrote that. Um, So our Coaching program, our mind body coaching program is available in a book called Think and Live Longer. It's on Amazon. So anybody anywhere can get it and append it to whatever they are trying to do wherever they are. Um, but in that book, we've taken these certain laws that have been used for what, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Ooh, no, actually they're, 
immutable laws that have been that are strewn throughout time. Okay, uh, but have think gen- about it. Yeah, uh, right. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, but these principles have been easily adapted and brought into like the sales industry. If you think of uh, Bob Proctor and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar, and those guys were using these same principles to help people achieve financial success, but nobody until now has taken those same principles and applied them to achieving success and health. And so that and I don't know those, I don't know those guys you're mentioning. So what are those principles so that any of us could get out of this podcast a way to start, I would almost say, retraining your brain mm-hmm. to make um, to make aging a softer landing and more productive. So, so I'll just take uh, the first chapter of the book is called The Law of Success. So uh, a short form for The Law of Success is uh, she can who believes she can or conceive it, believe it, achieve it. It's, it's basically, it's an immutable law that if, if you conceive, if you conceive a successful outcome and you believe that you can actually achieve that outcome, then you will achieve that outcome and you will be successful. So, so she can who believes she can is a, is a kind of a little bit more literary, uh, concept. But at the same time, uh, when we, when we conceive a, when we conceive a goal, uh, an end, uh, an end outcome that we desire, and we've done that for the health, for, for our health aspect, then basically we have that image to use it as a metric. And that metric, we can judge the outcomes of our decision making and our thinking process if we're getting closer, further, not making any, any difference. And then basically say, well, if I keep doing this and I'm going to keep, keep getting this same outcome, then I'm going to change my outcome because I'm not getting where I want to go. And we use that metric and we say, okay, let's try this. And then we learn from our experience. And then ultimately our experience will take us to that success that we desire. Yeah, that that to me is the nature of an, self-empowerment, mm-hmm. exactly. that you've got to believe in yourself. And I guess I'm at one of those crossroads because, first of all, I'm amazed at the medical community. Do you know that the simple solution for me, which was knee gel, which, yeah, it works. Yeah, it works about 80%, but it's better than not having it. Medical Medical doesn't even cover that. But if you go in for full surgery, which is knee replacement, with maybe three months of immobility, which for me is just going to make the problem worse because it's my muscles that are the real problem. Oh, they're thrilled to pay for that. Oh, you're talking about insurance. Insurance, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the fact that, that for me as a layman, where I would like to be is keep my mobility and do it in the simplest manner possible with the least amount of downtime. I really do not have that option. If I want to get full medical coverage, I have to go for extreme, which is knee replacement, which honestly... I don't want to do. So for someone like me, conceive it, believe it, achieve it. How, where do, where would you start with someone like me? Cause I know a lot of people out there have arthritis and they're thinking, so let's come on. I didn't sign up for this. What am I going to do? Uh-huh. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, uh, that's the dues we pay to gravity, I think, but uh, at the same time, uh-huh. uh, but 
So in that in that setting, I mean, you you used a a hyaluronic acid gel, and that's you know that's kind of a lubricant in that. And uh, actually, about a year ago, or maybe a little more than a year ago, a a nice study came out using um, using uh, PRP, which is platelet uh, enriched. Plasma, which is the patient, we take the patient's uh-huh. blood, we concentrate it down, we get the, we get the platelets out that have the, that have the growth factors and the repair factors in it, so to speak. And then we use that as an injectate into, well, there are different techniques. So the technique I use, I inject it into the ligaments, the tendons, into the articulation and under, uh, under those areas that need repair. And so what that does is it actually stimulates regrowth of the cartilage and the, and the ligaments and the fibrous tissue and all. Wow. And it tightens, it actually tightens the, uh, tightens the joint up so it's not rubbing against itself and causing the, the destruction of the joint. Ultimately, that study that was done showed that, that the, using just a simple PRP w- would actually, is actually gives better outcomes than that hyaluronic acid, uh, but let me tell you what, you don't have a choice. Yeah. I went to a huge hospital system, the one that took care of my mm. breast cancer, Mount Sinai. And I even mentioned to them that I thought I had seen something like a commercial on cable television for a form of PRP because they said, we're different. And, and my doctor looked at me and said, you trust cable TV? over Mount Sinai Hospital, and I thought, uh, no, no, I don't, okay, but it was never explained to me, I'm a completely literate patient, and you're sort of herded in to what they want to do for you without ever getting a full education approach, and I say it especially for those of us listening who are aging, which actually is all of us. But it never occurred to me that something I did for my health in my youth and my young middle age running was going to wind up being a punishment as I go into my late 70s. And guess what? I'm a baby boomer. I got a loud voice. That's what booming is all about. I don't like this. I want to see more medicine available to me, like what you guys do, which is an individualized, very personalized approach. So you would put in my knee and around my knee, PRP because well, no, I wouldn't use that. Actually, there are better things, oh. and those I use the better oh. things uh, much more frequently. Actually, so uh, Wharton's jelly and exosomes and things like that that are much more effective and more rapidly effective and don't necessitate the the numerous injections that PRP does. That being yeah, said, because I, I think it should be noted that these regenerative procedures will not be covered by insurance. These are all out of pocket oh, yeah. Excuse me. I couldn't even get the gel to be covered by insurance. They'll cover it if you want to go in and get a full knee replacement. How draconian <laughs> is that? And what is a self-protection mechanism within our society that is so slow to pick up on positive, simpler ways of getting a result. I don't get that at 
Oh. It's the paradigm of the devil you know versus the devil you don't, I think, for the insurance ah. companies. They they, well, they know how to refuse uh, payment and uh, and well, I think It was not only insurance, it was Medicare. Hmm? Medicare said, absolutely not. We do not recognize that jail. We're not covering one penny of it. But if you want to go in for a fifty to $100,000 operation... To replace parts of your knee, we're all in. Yeah, I think. How, how can that be? I think people are confused about the role of insurance. Insurance was never designed to keep you healthy. It was designed to be an emergent kind of thing to help you in an emergent need, a catastrophic need. It's never designed yeah. to help you stay healthy. They don't want you to stay healthy because then you cost more money. So there's a perverse incentivization with respect to insurance. And when people start to recognize that and wake up, maybe that's when that system will change. So Trip said something in our conversation before we started recording that I found totally fascinating. And it was also something, honestly, um, the anti-aging doctor that I was using in Manhattan, in New York, who gave me the HGH and um, the estrogen hormone replacement, which is something you really common you can get anywhere. He said, that doctor said he treated aging as a disease and it was treatable trip you say aging is a pandemic correct i so agree with that but you know what for anybody that hasn't had the time to absorb that and think about it what do you mean aging is a pandemic oh uh, so the the biology the biology of aging is being is being sorted very fairly rapidly actually and so we know numerous pathways that that are changing that change in our bodies as we uh as as time passes so so those changes as we as we sort them out and the the causes of those changes can potentially be addressed. And and so it becomes something... So like, you're saying you can reverse aging for certain segments of your experience, your physical uh, well, and overall well-being. On a molecular biological level, those things are being sorted out. And ultimately, we will have that, that kind of that process so that we can address and certain small clinical trials have been done with growth hormone and, uh, and certain supplements and things like that that have actually turned, kind of turned back the clock and reversed some of those mechanisms temporarily. When, when you said to me aging is a pandemic, the first thing I thought of was the statistics, which are 20,000 people turn 65 every day. In America, it is a tsunami of aging. And yet, for somebody like me who feels, I think I feel intrinsically in my heart that there's almost a solution for everything. So, why shouldn't there be a solution for me and the discomfort I feel from my knee? Everything else functions like a okay. And I feel very confused that. The aging population, which includes me as a baby boomer at the far end of baby boomers and about to turn 78, that we aren't disposable, that we are ignored, that for being such a huge and needy group of people, 
there aren't enough solutions. And, and then it comes into people have to educate themselves and understand that a team like, like you, Trip and Lene, are somebody you've got to seek out, you've got to know about. You. Why is this the best kept secret on the planet? I guess that is my final question. Why isn't this easier and more publicized and more explained and more made to look more attractive and, and, and more usable? I, think- I just don't get it. The good news is there is, there is a slow undercurrent trend of people like you looking uh, recognizing that traditional approaches are not serving them. So the population as a whole very slowly is beginning to demand more holistic, integrative approaches. And when that starts to happen, well, it's already happening. It's just kind of a slow, subtle thing. It is slow. But once it gets That's up to a certain sure. point, you'll find people rising up to meet those needs. And, you know, we're, we're always, mm-hmm. we're the early adopters, I guess, mm-hmm. is what we've been told. So, um, but take heart. It, I think the trend is, is going that way. You know, I hope so. Because honestly, I find that more and more people, there was a little explosion in my kitchen. Who knows what that was? Um, How do do I explain this? Like, boom. (laughs) Um, That there, I can see when I'm sitting with other people my age, because I joined a series of women's clubs that are sort of all about women my age. They don't even... They're waiting for permission to seek those solutions. And the majority of them who are New York women married to somebody prominent or prominent themselves, they just see old age rolling over them like a tidal wave. They don't see any real defense. They don't think outside the box. I guess they feel like this is old age. There's no other way to go. Old age is painful. Old age is obstructive. Old age is depressing. Old age is downhill. And to tell you the truth, most of them are dealing with a husband 10 to 15 years older who is now going through some form of Alzheimer's or dementia. So I know I just said my final question, but I didn't really mean it because I want to ask you one more question. When you do you feel that part of your protocol, how you treat your patients, can also contain a little bit of fountain of youth for the brain? In other words, your brain functions better. Um, Alzheimer comes on slower. I know I talk about the effect of the body and, and trying to circumvent a certain amount of pain with mobility, but what about the brain? What does your treatment do for the brain? So there directly, directly from let's talk about the optimization process, just a simple entry level process that we do. Uh, basically there, they are that optimization process is rendering the, the body's physiology much more like a, a 30 year old than, than whatever age you are at, at the moment actually decreases the expression of, of molecules expressing uh, that are expressed in Alzheimer's disease, expressed in degenerative neurological disease, all of these things. So, so that there is already a, 
a slowing, if not temporary reversal of that process. And then additionally, we, we now know, and I have patients that I'm already treating with, um, with uh, biological nanoparticles. Uh, stem cell particles that uh, that actually goes in and repairs those areas in the brain. So there are wow. there is already a number of things. There are already a number of uh, therapeutic avenues that have been very well vetted in the laboratory and and some some to a certain degree in clinical trials that are, could be effective for for those individuals. You know, you're in um, Louisiana. You're in New Orleans, which I believe is Louisiana. I'm not good at I'm not good at geography. <laughs> but I want to come visit you guys. I feel that infinite health is something I truly believe in and I will also be your most willing participant to have the right kind of diet, the right kind of exercise and that right kind of positive attitude. This was fascinating. I want to thank you, Tripp and Lene, for actually giving us some of your wisdom. And I can only wish for you that you will always be too young to be old. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us on. Thank you you so much. It was such a good podcast. Thank you again. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Too Young to Be Old podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman, or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review, and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young to be old.